river kingdoms, a constantly shifting group of city-states, kingdoms and fiefdoms, rising and falling through the machinations of would-be conquerors, wars, assassinations, games of politics, and dangerous monsters. South of Brevoy sits the Stolen Lands. Stolen from what and when are a matter of some debate. Currently overrun by bandits and monsters. Brevoy seeks to aid in the establishment of new kingdoms, buffer states, run by anyone strong enough and clever enough to carve a kingdom out of the savage wilderness. Caelan Thorne, the mercenary who would be king, believes he is that man. Herein lies his tale of wilderness exploration, monsters, politics, romantic entanglements, ancient gods, and war. Heavy indeed is the head that wears the crown. Sugarfueled Gamers, in association with RPGMP3.com, present Kingmaker, a Paizo Adventure Path. A word to our listeners. This game is often interrupted. Whenever this happens, you'll hear our editor's tone. To let you know when a segment of recording has been removed until we resume gaming. Episode 33. Uh, when last we left you had made diplomatic contact with the centaurs. And yes. then we're exploring the Vardling Post, the Norman Heights. Yes. Depending on which one Caelan's calling it in his head. Um, the Norman Heights at this point. Um, and you have um, fought some mud men. Yep, the fish fails. Fished unsuccessfully for eels. Yep, being quartered by, being outwitted by the eels. And then um, had found a chimera that happened to randomly stumble across you. Yep. In a way that had nothing to do with the centaur arrows being shot at Yep, I'm totally convinced by that. And you and Tristan had returned to Elk's Rest. Yes. Okay. You're in Elk's Rest. Blah, you tell your council. Hmm, they say. Yep. So we tell them that we did some exploring. Started a very slow diplomatic relations with the centaurs, which isn't going super great, but in time they're probably going to stop sicking chimeras on me. Yep. And that we had quested for eels to make eel friends with the centaurs, but the eels had, you know, defeated us. Mm-hmm. But we did kill the chimera and some weird mud men. The council laughs at you in effect, well, <laughs> Yeah. Particularly chiefs on scale. Yeah. Of course, if we just bash the eels hard enough, this problem will resolve itself. <laughs> Okay. And what do you want to do with your life? The floor is basically open to you. Yep. So, um... The... Um, I believe the next thing would be to have a kingdom turn as the new month opens. Mm -hmm. And follow that up with likely some more adventuring. No problems. I shall roll a first check. And I make it. Despite it being a two. Mm -hmm. Uh, I gain a bill point. Gives me a total of 39 because I was saving them up. Mm-hmm. Alright. Good stuff. And then I pay consumption. Yep. Fill vacant magic item slots. Goodness. Yeah, you're learning how your own kingdom turns work. Mm-hmm. It's pretty exciting. It is, isn't it? Tell me what you need. 
Okay, um, two slots in Elk's wrist. Both minus? Uh, yeah, I only have minus. Yep. Prepare to be excited by a wand of detect magic with one charge in it. <laughs> okay. Worth a whopping seven and a half gold. Yeah. You mean a, um... You know, at that point, I'm like, I could just buy it to clear the freaking slot. In uh, a potion of bull string. Okay. Um, so, um, the scroll of... Fa- we still have a scroll of phantom st- st- steed in Lakeview. Yeah. Um, I would like to either get Tristram to purchase it, or if he's too poor, purchase it for him. Now, something came up about this. As I was thinking about this betwixt sessions, and it was there, it was that the spell has a casting time of ten minutes, ah, which is of course irrelevant. At the Tristan makes a horse, and you ride off that day. Yeah, but it's highly relevant in the we must escape pursuit to this very moment. Yes, yes, quite true. So uh, scrolls for that are pretty pointless. Yeah. On the other hand, it would um, give us the capacity to ride off that day, as you know, if we could evade pursuit for ten minutes. Uh, yeah, but the, the problem is, if you can evade pursuit for ten minutes by yourself, then you don't need the horse. If you are sufficiently quick that you can run away without a horse, you can just keep running. Yeah. I guess I was thinking in terms of, you know, Tristram casts invisibility and hides somewhere. And then you cast the scroll so he can escape with speed on his horse. Yeah, it's really not going to work. No, no, you're, it's just quite true. Really has a ten minute casting time? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I suspect specifically to design it to prevent it being used in that fashion. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty awesome. It's got a lot of advantages over your average horse. Yeah, yeah. But tragically, the chances of mounting me and Tristram on the mud. Yeah. Tristan has got, you know, a couple more levels to go before his invisibility would last long enough to cast it. Yeah. Because invisibility is only a minute per. Yeah. <coughs> Alright. Um, okay, we'll leave that be then. Um, Kaelin is actually going to buy the Wand of Detect Magic for three gold and, I don't know, give it to, give it to someone. <laughs> Not, you know, a person that he likes. <laughs> I don't know what he would do with that. But um, it doesn't seem worth cleaning the slot occupied for the cost of three gold. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, is anyone interested in the potion of full strength? You can give, you can give the Detect Magic Wand to Chief Slit Scale. He'll like it. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. You know, now he has shiny magic for yep. all of his tribe. But... Yep, that sounds, that sounds very appropriate. Okay. There we go. I hit. It's also cursed if you're interested. Oh, okay. <laughs> cursed, cursed, cursed wand to take magic with one charge. Yeah, pretty awesome. Okay, um, is does anyone want the potion of full strength? Not for me, uh, yeah. More your bag than anyone else's. Yeah, it's, it can't say it. Kalen likes the AC boost, the AC and hit point boosting ones, and he's got potions coming out of the ears. Mm-hmm. No, that's okay. I will. Um, a bit of a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, potion of cure he is for that one. Um, I will... <laughs> I suck. And presumably with the scroll of Phantom Steed, 
Tristram could cast it, but it'd be at the scroll level, not at Tristram's level. Correct. So it would be fifth level. So it would be completely useless if, say, we wanted a second magic horse that could fly to cross a particular crevasse or whatever. Correct. It'd be useless even after Tristram gains the ability to cast that. And even for exploring, because it won't last out your day. Yeah. That's alright. I will clear the um, scroll of the tech animals and plants Mm -hmm. and and thorn watch. It's not exactly setting the world on fire. Okay, that's magic items. Yo. Uh, next thing? Yep. Uh, I believe that's the big one, but... Uh, You're going to make me look it up again. Well, you are sitting here to do something, I presume. Hey, I'm the looks. You're the brains, sweetheart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yep. Uh, boo 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 Clan Bandit Hexes, build stuffs. Yep, sweet. So, I am um, claiming D10 and mm-hmm. putting a farm and a fishery in it. Okay. Um, so. just, it's just a straight grasslands hex. Uh, it has got a river, it it's got a river in it. It used to have the giant cave in it. Right. Uh-oh. It um, connects. Ah, yes, yes, I know. Next to Selenia. Next to Selenia, yes. Expanding my southernmost claim. Mm -hmm. And. Yeah, we're closer to claiming cattle there. And yet somehow never quite seeming to get there. Possibly for some... You're, you're just going to fence it in <laughs> and everything around it. Um, can't claim Candlemere. It's in neutral territory. For the time being, it's yeah. in neutral territory. And yeah, I expect to see something of that nature. <laughs> On the other hand, I may claim it and just not do anything with it. Uh, that's what I was just looking at. Is um, Once I'm close enough, I'm probably going to cl- claim the hex that's got the dryad in it and just leave it as pure forest. Yep. Yeah. I'm just thinking of the, um, when you get far advanced in Civilization 4, you can make things into parks, where you take your existing forest and mm-hmm. say, this is a national park. That's what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so, control this. Sure, I can either find or make you park rules. No, that's quite all right, sweetie. I am just being a munchkin wanting to do something with every single hex. Mm-hmm. There's no reason every single hex needs to have an improvement in it. Yes, but I knew you were a giant munchkin when we went into the game. It's the one consistent thing about role-playing stuff. The munchkinism. I would think it would be fairly obvious as somebody who's playing a straight fighter. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm making fun of you. Okay. I want to build um, a stable and a dance hall in um, Elk's Rest. Which have two new buildings. Mm -hmm. So, a stable. Flip to my new building page. Yes, uh, must have one free house. Hold on. Uh, let me check I do, but actually, no, just go ahead and tell me if I don't have a free house, I'll build a free house as well. Yep. I'll build a house as well. Uh, so, a stable is a 
big significant structure for, for housing horses, horses. Yeah. you're not talking about eight horses here, you're talking about several dozen. Yeah. Um, and also, it's also effectively a horse shop and bridal shop and all of that sort of thing as well. Yeah. Um, so this improves your city value by 500 gold. Cool. As well as upping your economy and your loyalty by one. Cool. Okay, and tell me about the dance hall. So, Kaylin is told that, because you're not deliberately choosing to build these things. Yeah. uh, You know, Kaylin is told there's a new dance hall opening up. Hmm. Um, And indeed, it it does appear to actually offer, um, you know, nice dancing-based entertainments and things. Yeah. Um, Several of your citizens will complain to your councillor, however... Um, that it's introducing a seedy element into town that they don't like. Yeah. Um, apparently some of these dancers will take money in exchange for other things. Who would have thought? Shocking, I know. Um, many more of your citizens delighted by these new attractive dancers. Yes. Um, you gain one economy. Yep. Two loyalty. Oh, yep. I think and I see the negative coming. And one unrest. Yep. I was wondering if there was going to be a tick in there. Yep. On the other hand, this is a pretty good time to gain it, given that... Um... Alright. Okay, so... I will be building houses to house these... Potentially building houses to house these things. Mm-hmm. But I would assume that I don't... Wouldn't use that to cancel out the unrest, given that the houses are a prerequisite for building the buildings. I would assume that you know I need to I need to build subsequent houses to remove the unrest. Correct. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's what I thought. Cool. That's fine. I will position these things in Elk's Rest and update my stats. Okay, and that's all of that things. Uh, I have built my, I've claimed the D10, built my farm and my fishery, built my stables and my dance hall. Yep, to answer your question, your stables give you mounts for your army. Cool. There's a resource you can buy. Cool. Which um, make them faster, uh, make them faster, increase their offense, increase their defense, increase their consumption, um, and then you can theoretically mount things that are, mount on things that are tougher than your soldiers. Cool. But you haven't really got access to any um, yeah, yeah. griffin nests or dragon nests or anything like that at this stage. But you've put the mounts, you've put the mounted ability on the army rules. I have. Shiny, thank you. And I just like to write these down at the yeah, time. Yeah. Worth it. Uh, and then, unless there's anything else, I'm making my economy check. Collect taxes, special events. Yep. So I will do the collect taxes thing, and then you can hit me with or surprise me with the shininess of any special events. See, I didn't assume they would be bad. <laughs> like, it gets impressive once your um, kingdom gets a bit bigger. I mean, that was a good economy roll, but I just scored 22 build points. Plus 8. <laughs> 
which means I had spent most of my kingdom's treasury on that rather expensive turn, and now I have a mega 39 in the treasury. I can see how it starts to grow a bit more impressively. Okay. And does anything in fact happen? Yes, it does. Oh, what happens? Um, A couple of things in a row, in fact. Uh, Tristan is invited to go to uh, the Jerobeth's Academy, her tower, down in the Elvish um, Ruin. Yeah. Um, essentially to give them lectures on the artistic stylings of such and such. Cool. Uh, so he'll be out for about a week. Yeah. Um, as he is doing this, um, you receive a letter from Lady Quintessa Moray, um, the flirty one from Drelev's Kingdom. Drelev's uh, Mistress. Yes, 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 I remember her. Um, Presumably. She, she got me in trouble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, she has sent you a quiet letter, um, which says that, you know, in, in the interests of your two kingdoms, in, in the interests of unity between your two kingdoms, and uh, keeping in mind the good faith in which King Caleb has dealt with me in the past. Yeah. Um, she wishes to let you know that uh, Lord Drelev's latest, latest engagement with the Bogards living in his area have gone well. Bogards being you, you run into one of them. Yeah, yeah, here. The, the, yeah. The, the, the chap who um, rode around on that um, slug. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, so lived in the marsh. Drelev has a, a periodic nest of them living in his marsh. That yeah, he periodically goes in and, and oppresses. Yeah. Um, well, I can see why people don't want humans moving into their areas. Now, in all fairness, the Bogards are both killing and eating his people. Okay, fair point. <laughs> um, in any event, you get a letter from Lady Array indicating that um, the latest offensive took place vaguely on your borders. Um, that somewhere between half a dozen and a dozen Bogards were seen retreating for your lands. Yeah. And in the interest of avoiding a diplomatic incident, they don't wish to pursue them. Um, so they're just kind of telling us the Bogards went that away. Yeah, she, she suggests, however, that. Um, a sufficiently strong force led by a mighty warrior like yourself yep. would, would have no difficulty resolving this minor issue. Yep, gotcha. Huh? Do you go out to personally kill the shit out of some Bogans? Hell yes. Okay. Um, Sounds like just my area. You cannot take Tristan with you. He is grayed out on this leg screen. Yep, that's fine. Uh, everyone else is there, however. Um, been a while since me and Michaela have been out. I'll take Michaela. Yep. Okay. You go out and you murder the shit out of the buckets. Uh, yeah. They are indeed basically running through your farms. Um, the, far, the the farm up there for the people who have seen you come, who have seen them coming just kind of retreat off, retreat out of there. Yeah. Wait for someone to come in and heroically kill the hell out of them. You go kill the hell out of them. Yep. You know, this takes a couple of days. Yep. No problem. So when you come back Yep. Um You run into um, Chief Sootscale on the outskirts of town. As soon as you report, as soon as you appear and word reaches him, he comes out to see you and comes out with this big bone club. He says, Ah, Caleb! Where's Chief Sootscale? Chief Sootscale. Caleb! 
bash, smash, bash. This is go for it. Yeah, it's not necessarily indicative of his temperament, it's just how I remember what, what Sunscale does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, Caleb, we've got. He points vaguely in the direction of the, the city. A thing happening. Okay. Uh, he, he, he sort of waves away your, your great sword as you indicate yeah. your hand to it. He says, uh, Last couple of days, last couple of days, a man has been showing up on horseback outside the town hall every day at noon and shouting challenges out. Okay. He says he wants to talk to the pretender of Thorn. Okay, I I guess that could be me. I'll go stand in front of the town hall well, and this, wait for him. Kind of your last name. Yeah. I'll um, go stand in front. I'll go stand in front of the town hall and wait for him to I show up. I guess went out to accept his challenge and bash him, but he just and Chief Flitzgerald sort of shrugs here. He just disappeared, and that magic stick you gave me told me he used magic to do it. Good to know. That magic stick may be less useful now. Yes, I understand, but it's good to know that he didn't vanish into thin air without using magic. Absolutely. Uh, so basically, every day for the last three days, um, you just you've been away very slightly longer than that. Um, uh, no, sorry, every day for the last two days, um, this guy has shown up. Uh, Chief Sortscale gives you a description of a man on horseback who appears to be wearing wooden armor and a wooden helm, completely sealing in his face. Uh, he rides up and down. He shouts out that he, that he wants the Pretender of Thorns to answer his challenge. Um, uh, two different people have gone out to them. Um, given that he's clearly standing out there waving a lance and that around, one of the first one was Akaros, the second one was Chief Sutscale, and in both cases he's pretty much flipped them off and, and disappeared. disappeared. That wasn't the right person. Okay, Kaelin will go thank Chief Sutscale for the information and go hang out in front of the town hall. Yeah. And at noon, almost as the sun is in mid-air precisely, um, you hear and a horse comes riding up the road straight towards the front of town hall and indeed you can see a guy there um, he is like a man but different with hats and uh, two me notes in front of me <laughs> you're doing just fine see He is a tall, fairly lightly built guy um, who has quite unusual armour. It looks like pretty well made full plate, except the fact that it's very clearly made of wood instead of metal of any kind. Um, And he has on the full face sealing helm, there's the thin slit for eyes, but you can't see any distinguishing remarks any, any distinguishing features of any kind like his eyes, his face are entirely hidden, it's in the same way that anyone in full plate is but possibly even more deliberately in this case mm-hmm. um, his armour is heavily marked with it's lots of insignias of thorns on them um, it doesn't have actual thorns sticking out of it but it has carvings all the way through it that make it look like it's covered in brambles and thorns um and he has a lance out 
and people who are now um, expecting this to happen very rapidly move out of the way as he comes wading through town. He's not writing people down per se, but nor is he exactly writing gently and giving them a lot of chance to move. Um, Kalen will actually be mounted. He yep. wouldn't normally be because, you know, it's the centre of town, yep. but he's brought his horse given that he knows the guy has a lance and a horse. Um, and when he shows up, you see he actually has a couple of other weapons as well. Shield, short bow, um, sword hanging from his belt, that kind of thing. Um, and as he is riding towards you, you will hear him long before he arrives, shouting out at the top of his voice, Pretender of Thorns! Which I won't shout because sleeping children. Yep. Um, Pretender of Thorns! I, I come yet again... Th- sorry. Pretender of Thorns! Thrice I have come! Will you answer my challenge now, or are you a coward? You hear same thing shouted again. He rides up to the town hall, and what do you do? Um, Kalen will spur his horse um, forward towards him. Yep. And um, are you looking for me? He just makes a sort of noise and and literally just tries to ride round you. Alright. To, to, you, you've stopped him, you know, ten metres outside yeah. the town hall, he tries to ride round you. Yeah. Not sprinting, just moving his horse around the side. And Kaelin will draw his lance and point it at the other. Yeah, and basically put it, you know, in his way, yeah. slightly across his chest. My and name... now he stops and turns his head and actually looks at you. Yeah. My name's Kaelin Thorne. Is it me you're looking for? There's a slight chink as he tilts the visor up. Um, and can you give me a spot check? Uh, apparently, yes. Uh, 19. Okay. Uh, you will see, as far as you can see, uh, it's it's a male. Yeah. With blue human eyes and vague wisps of blonde hair sticking down. With an elf or whatever, you, you wouldn't know, wouldn't be able to tell from this. Um, but his eyes look vaguely like someone you've seen, like, like someone you've seen before, but you can't really place it. But he's definitely, um, actually you won't be able to tell this from that. No, they are human, human eyes, as yep. far as you can tell, as opposed to this little slightly more slanted elf or half-elfy ones. Yeah. Um, and he tilts his visor back, looks at you, and... Ah... The thrice-marked king. People keep saying that. Not who I was looking for. But you are as much pretender of thorns as any other. He sort of looks young. Have you got the spikes coming out of the armor? It seems appropriate. Are you here to answer my challenge? And Kaelin will pop the lance um, against his hand like this. I. A horseman. But maybe we take it out of town? You do not wish your people to see you beaten? They're welcome to come and watch if they like, and Kaelin will project his voice, but I don't wish to see him run down. A t- crowded town is no place for a um. A, 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 a crowded town is no place for a horseback duel. I 
I challenge you then to your rules of jousting. This hound will be more than adequate. And you would understand, like, literally clearing a street would would do the job for it. It's right. Uh, Formal jousting is you endeavour to unhorse each other. Whoever falls on their back first is considered the loser. If you both fall down, then you go to swords until one of you Mm -hmm. yields, or an arbiter says, okay, it's over, he can't take anymore. Yep. Alright, and I will see it done. I mean, imagine that, you know, given that my administrative centre is a foot behind me, this doesn't take long. He folds his arms um, and says, well, then on your hospitality, I will call for an, I will call, call upon you to present an arbiter for our joust. Um, who would be a good arbiter for this sort of thing? I thank Michaela, because I'll have her with me. She'll be relatively nearby, because we just got back from killing Bogarts, and it's exactly the sort of noble protocol thing she'll have down. So she comes out, she introduces herself, she tells him, you know, she will arbitrate the joust, you know, she understands the rules be thus, and he looks at her and again snorts. This arbiter does not, this arbiter does not suit me. Her kind is prejudice. <laughs> Michaela, who, who has a completely unknown kind, yeah. looks at me. How would you even begin to know what my kind is? You will not do well, perhaps you can narrow it down for me. Who are you? What sort of fellow are you looking? What sort of person are you looking for? Uh, what I've heard of this kingdom is lies. There are only people in this building, then. Ah, I think we can. I think we can satisfy your need. Would somebody fetch first, please? <laughs> oh, that could. Um, first comes up <laughs> and you have summoned this unit and this uh, this knight of thorns for so I shall call him because that is what he appears to be yep. um, looks at first and hisses like he's like he's looking at something monstrous this and his weapons actually come to the forefront. He doesn't throw down with them, yeah. mm-hmm. but he pulls up in an offensive stance. You dare present this thing as an arbiter to me? You've got a lot of prejudices, friend. I'm struggling to come up with someone that um, meets your exacting requirements. Um, it'll be it'll be our. Um, my kobold marshal chief scales will know one then from the sound of it. Where are the fae that are supposed to live in this land? Mostly out in the forests and the like. I don't have one of them as an advisor as present. That does not surprise me. Bring one of them to arbitrate and we will joust if not I'll take my challenge elsewhere alright um, that seems like something I could potentially pull off yep. um, let's see who's who's local uh, an elk's wrist, which is right next door to where I met Pearl Avish certainly uh, yes in fact it is right next door to Pearl Avish's nest yep you yep. send some runners to go fetch Pearl Avish. Yep. This Knight of Thorns um, 
He'll actually dismount from his horse, you know, check it over. Yeah. I'll um, organise clearing the street and setting it up for the yep, joust. Yep, some flags and rope and that sort of thing are all yep. laid out. And Prolavish <laughs> suddenly appears out of nowhere, decloaking his ability. Adjudicator Prolavish reporting for duty. <laughs> ah, this one is acceptable. He will judge fairly. He is not swayed by your human morals. That's my understanding. I am an expert arbitrator at dueling and jousting and everything in between. Now, gentlemen, pick up your horses and point them at each other. Caitlin's over here. By which I mean mount up and fetch your lances. <laughs> yep. And um, we'll do so. May I have your name, sir, for an announcement? I am the Knight of Thorns. I'm the Knight of the, sorry, I'm the Knight of Thorn, the true Knight of Thorn. And you, sir <laughs> King Kalen Thorn, we have met. <laughs> uh King Kalen Thorn? Oh yeah, because of course you've taken it as your other last name. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So King Kalen Thorn, his high majesty, most exalted ruler of Stagthorn, friend to all fae, <laughs> peace bringer, ally of the people, troll slayer, dragon killer, wyvern defeater. <laughs> he goes on to list a long string of accomplishments, many of which you've, are actually true that you've done. Yeah. And several of which have not only no basis in reality but absolutely no basis in reality it's various points he calls you dragon rider and giant slayer yeah. neither of which you've, you've done. remotely done yeah. you, know, you could certainly claim dragon slayer from the drake but you know it's not actually a dragon per se yes but it's much truer than the giants that you've supposedly slain yeah I, I, I inconvenience the giant <laughs> and Well, well, people could say many things about your martial prowess. Hunter of men is not really a title that would apply to you. No, nor nor is it one that I particularly want. Um, He goes on with this at length. And in this corner, the true Knight of Thorn. (laughs) From uh, elsewhere. (laughs) From the Grand Kingdom of Elsewhere. I'm glad I picked all that much for this. He says, Gentlemen, take your marks. When you see the rainbow, it is time to joust. <laughs> and you right to the end of the line for that wish. Three, two, two, cover spray! <laughs> okay. Come on, people in the crowd go, Ah, oh, Jesus, my eyes. <laughs> well, there are going to be sissies around that sort of thing. And... It's only temporary blindness. You and the true Knight of Thorn and unconsciousness begin to ride towards each other. Yes. Um, And so this is a joust. Yay! The jousting rules of the joust. Of course, he's looking to Tristram. Well, if one of us has to joust with him, I think me is a better pick. Okay. And you spur your mounts on and rush towards each other. 
Um, the first part of this is a right check. Yep. Um, the you get you pick beforehand how fast you are going, and that makes your ride check harder or easier or whatever. Yep. Um, the, the faster you go, the better in terms of moving quicker than him, getting a better blow off, having a better seat across the board, that sort of thing. However, failing your ride check uh, puts you seriously off balance and in high chance of being unseated. Okay. Your um, what kind of speeds have I got on so offer? You have. Uh, presuming that you're not a total um, a total novice to jousting, yeah, which is um, which is the the basic DC five ride check, yeah, um, you would pretty much assume any guy who's showing up in in weird wooden magic plate to joust with you is probably better than that, yeah. Uh, you have the very easy option five, easy is ten, uh, hard is hard is twenty. And very hard is thirty, where you just barrel face, yep. you know, face plant towards him, galloping your horse at two hundred and forty feet in a, a, a round sort of thing. I will take hard. Okay, as will he. So you both roll right checks. You are not opposing each other per se. You are both rolling for a DC. I make I make my hard right check. Uh, he does not. Ouch. <laughs> um, so he rides towards you and rides off a little slower than you. And I think, perhaps not quite expecting you to meet his charge so aggressively, he begins a good solid canter, and you charge down, and he adjusts his charge to move as well, but begins to wobble in his seat. Yeah, because Kaelin gallops, gallops settled onto a seat and takes up a good solid gallop, like he does this on a daily basis, because this is one of the things, because the ride sheet represents this is one of the things, the ride skill represents this is one of the things Kaelin actually practices on a daily basis. Yep. Uh, secondly, the second, this is not rounds per se, yeah, yeah. enough. the second part of this is an opposed initiative check to see which one of you hits the other one first. Uh, on a hard ride success, you were at plus 15 to this. Oh, sweet. So that's certainly going to help, because my initiative is Oh dear. Uh, that is a 16. And you are opposing his 16. So, as this is an opposed initiative check, he will win on the basis that his initiative is higher than yours. Yep. I, I'm assuming, because he's yep. nothing. Yeah. So, um. And he, he actually, for all the fact that he's wearing full plate, appears to be reasonably light and nimble. Yeah, which is certainly not, um, ponderous is more the adjective where Catelyn's So, it? as you rush towards him, uh, he endeavours to strike you with his lance and swings it a little bit quicker than yours. You're yeah. trying to bring your point to bear on him, he endeavours to bring his point to bear on you. Uh, and he will hit you. Yep. Uh, at a 22 to hit you. Yep. Which is how many over your armour? Two over my armour. Okay, so it is a solid hit, but nothing particularly awesome. Yep. Um, and you need to make me an, a ride check to stay in your seat. Okay. Uh, 29. Okay, so as Lance hits you, you begin to sway slightly, adjust your seat, and as this is happening, you turn your Lance and hit him. Yep. Right, so now I roll a... Roll an attack with your lance. Okay. Uh, 17. Okay. Swap this dice out for a pen dice. He will parry you off with his shield. Yep. I don't meet his AC. 
and the two of you dig the dig the dig the dig ride past each other, loop at the end, and come around again. Okay, and here we go. I'm going to stay with the hard riding. Yep, as is he. And he's still going to fail it. And I'm still going to pass it. Yeah. Let's see if I can get a better, better roll off with the initiative this time. Okay. 24. Yep, that will be you. Okay. You hit him first. Uh, that's a bit more solid. Uh, 24 on yep. the last shot. You definitely hit him. Let's all right, check. And he will. Uh, 24. Okay. So, at that, he brings his shield up to parry it, and you hit the shield, he winces, and the shield sort of flies off his arm and falls to the ground. He is not allowed to pick it up again. Yeah. Um, and there will be a brief pause in the next round as someone runs in and picks it up for him. Yep. Usually adjudicator pull average, but in this case, he yeah. might draft someone big enough to actually lift the thing. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, his lance endures to strike you. Yep. However, he is pretty off balance from all this, so he whooshes at you. Yep. And does not hit you. And Round again. Okay, so right check, and I make it. <laughs> he still he still hasn't hit his hard ride DC. Yeah. Um, can you give me a quick sense motive check? Uh, Seventeen. If, if anything, from his body language, he looks a bit unsettled by you. Um, you don't precisely intimidate him. He's not terrifyingly afraid of you, but he's worried about you. Yep. Keeping him from his brain. Yeah. Alright. Uh, 27 on the initiative. Uh, you will beat that by one. Ooh, yep. Luckily, he hasn't made any of his brain checks yet. Yeah, that's it. And you helped. hit him. He yep. no longer has a shield bonus. But I crit fumble the hit. Okay, at which point uh, you need to give me a ride check as you unbalance yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay, 20. You stay in your seat, however, because you're not rolling it opposed to his attack on that. Yep, and then he takes a swing at me. Oh, which will miss. Flat. Yep. Okay, the and... The crowd is now sort of starting to whoop and holler. It's getting quite good. You see some money-changing yep. hands, some bets are going on in the background. Cool, and... Del- Very good. Again, again. <laughs> the audience wants more. <laughs> ah, he makes his hard right check. I net 20 mine. Okay. Alright, and. You weren't going for the super difficult. No, I wasn't. I I would have pulled it off on that round, because I would have failed it three times out of four. I can't say I'm heartbroken. And initiative. Rolls. Poorly, yeah. He's got the plus 15 bonus as well. Yeah, and I got a 21, which is not gonna. bugger all. (laughs) And then he will crit fumble and miss you with his lance. Excellent. So. Uh, Does he Does not unseat himself. Cool. And I will take a crack at him. Although it's presumably a bit harder to hit even without his shield because he isn't off balance. Yeah. Okay, however, that is a 27. Okay, so you hit him squarely. And he will fail that right check by more than by five. So you hit him squarely in the breastplate at this point, and there is a solid thud, and he goes woof off the back of his horse. The horse rides on, and he goes thunk to the ground. 
solidly unhorsed and much applause and woo King Kaelin is head from the crowd yep and Kaelin will sheath his lance clamber steady his horse clamber down and walk over to offer the um, offer him his hand cook he takes it pulls himself up cracks his neck cracks his shoulders flicks a bit there's the slight little crack in the wood where you hit his breastplate that hard good fight you are a horseman born I don't know what your concern is if that settled it then I'm very happy I would be happy to speak with you further if you have concerns about me and mine. I have seen enough, Forest Mark King, this day to know that if the Pretender of Thorn is with you, then I will not challenge him this day. There will come another day. I will see you again. And Kaelin will bow slightly to him. Alright? And he gets back on his horse, um, turns around to ride it off, and goes, gallop, gallop, gallop. He's gone. Yep. Uh, And you have no spellcraft of any kind, do you? I do have to take magic. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can... Detect magic if you so desire. Um, of course, it doesn't tell you anything of use. No, I think because he's gone, need, you, I well, wouldn't be well, doing no, no. it while he was still standing there. You, you actually could because he rides down the street yeah. and you're expecting something to yeah. happen. The problem is, what it gives you is the ability to use a spellcraft check to tell what school of magic he's using, which yeah. would give you teleportation versus illusion versus yeah. blah. But you have no spellcraft. Yeah. So he rides down. Um, I can tell that it is a magical effect, presumably, because that's the tier one one. I just can't tell what kind. It is a magical effect. Uh, moreover, um, it is... Uh, can you give me an intelligence check? No one in your remaining group has any spellcraft. Uh, sure 30, 31 on the intelligence check. I believe we rely on Tristram for that sort of thing. Caleb does not have the one rank in spellcraft that would enable him to roll. Okay, um, you actually you can actually tell what's going on. Oh. At Thirty-one. Wow. Um, you see him right. You see him turn and ride off. Um, he doesn't. He definitely doesn't cast a spell. He doesn't wave his arms, and that sort of thing happens. Um, you see. There is a half second in there where instead of just vanishing into thin air, his horse and him both fade as if they are stepping through something and disappearing. Um, you have actually seen this effect before, or have you done this before? He's going to the Fey Realm, isn't he? He has plane shifted to the First World. Yeah. I didn't think he was human. Despite looking human. Or at least if he's human, he lives in a very strange place. Yeah. I don't think he's human. So, he, he is indeed some, you know, some manner of fey thing from the first world. Yeah. Um, but but it's, the effect of disappearing is plane shift back to the first world. Yeah. 
which is presumably where he came from as well, because if you actually track this, and there's no reason you can't, um, people will tell you that he basically just started over there in town, and you could find some guy that saw him just appear out of thin air. Yeah. So he didn't ride to your town. He plane shifted into town, came and made the challenge, then plane shifted out again. All right. Well, that was a weird. That was weird. Nice riding, though, lad. Not much time for these big beasties myself. But good, good for shutting a little bragging bugger like him down. We've been listening to him shout for two days. I, I think he's a dangerous fellow, and I, I believe him when we say we haven't seen the last of him. But I'm jousting him was satisfying. Yeah. I, I haven't had a, I haven't had a proper, I haven't done a lot of it. It's more of a noble thing, really. Fortunately, because he is. Um, you can actually give me a ride check if you want to to assess him as a yep. horseman. Uh, Twenty. Okay. Uh, you think? Uh, definitely don't think he's as good as you. What are you? Sixteen on the right. Yeah. You are a substantially better horseman than him. Yeah. However, you would put him at being well trained up there with any good solid cavalryman. Yeah. Uh, with his whopping plus ten to ride, he failed every check bar one. Yeah. Yeah. By of rolling two, three, and two, yeah. three, and seven. It could have gone very. If Kaelin had rolled more fives, like he did in a couple of those rounds, it could have gone very differently. I um, but I've picked. I've got a good jousting speed now. The um, the, I can make. It's not sissy, but I can make the. You know, because the the one down the two speeds below that, I can't fail, which is a bit too sissy. Yeah. But um, the. I would have failed most of the 30. I mean, obviously it would have had a big impact if I'd run, but... And you're only going to get better. Yes. Yeah, well, that totally justified continuing to max rank my ride. Okay, so you have accepted accepted the challenge. Uh... I don't know what happens next, but when Tristram comes back, I want to ask him questions. But I'm happy to let that be after whatever yeah. things roll so, through. So the end of the Kingdom event stuff. Yeah. Um, the, this will go out. Through, this will go out across your kingdom. That um, some sort of some, some sort of magical knight showed up and challenged King Kalen to a joust, <laughs> and King Kalen soundly trounced him. <laughs> uh, the next kingdom turn you get, you double your personal bonus that you're adding to your kingdom. Oh, Shay. Cool. You know, it's it's a short term morale boost to your people. They're yeah. happy that you beat this strange foreign challenger. Cool. That'll totally help get get over me living in the prostitutes. And Tristan returns. Ah. That was excellent. It's good to meet a group of people who finally understand art. Uh, hello, you, you look a little troubled. Something up? Possibly. And I will tell them the whole story. Um, can you make me a wisdom check as you do so? Uh, oh, great. 16. Yep. So Tristan listens to this. He bowls it over, you get no further information from the GM. Yeah. Oh. I, I'm guessing he might have been looking for you. There's not no, too many people named Thorn around here, and he wasn't looking for me. I suppose that makes as much sense as, as any, although how would I be a pretender, of, a pretender to the House of Thorns? 
if anything, no offence, but but that would be you. You're the the, the bastard son. Well, that's why I thought him. That's why I figured he was looking for me right up until he looked me straight in the face and said, "You're not the one." But who? Not the one. No, no, not, not the one. one. But who else? You know, who else even has a connection to the House of Thorns? I was wondering if he had some. You know, I mean. You you must be getting a moderate reputation among face circles. If he had some kind of beef with you, maybe he could say, "I guess you're not a true thorn, or or something." It doesn't doesn't make a lot of sense. But I I, I just can't. I mean, you're the only you're the one who wasn't here. He he sort of I I don't. To be honest, I don't know that it would have even occurred to me to answer the, the challenge. I mean, jousting. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I think it was probably better if one of the two of us fought him, it would have been me. The thing is, Tristan actually wouldn't be particularly awful at it, other than being non-proficient with a lance. He's a pretty good rider, so yeah. he'd, he'd at least have a moderate shot at it. Yeah, yeah, I think the, um... His ride, he's, he's pretty much my... He's pretty well close to my equal as a yeah. horseman. What he's not is a lance fighter, and that is kind of as important as yeah. the other. <laughs> I, I think he could probably do it, but he'd have to do it more dramatically. He'd have to take more risks and hope for bigger payoffs. Yeah. Um, well, uh, I mean, I don't know the gentleman. The 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 only context for a knight of thorn, a knight of thorn I have is, uh, well, yourself. Your your position as a champion of error still, and all the community, the, the all the history and weight that goes with that. Aye, but I'm fairly certain he wasn't of that ilk. He, he... No, uh, you'd have known. Yeah. Uh, when you find it, when you meet another Knight of Thorns, you know. Cool. Shiny. He's, um... You have, in fact, in, in your general political dealings, met, like, one, maybe two of them, and you know as soon as you look at them, and vice versa. Awesome. That's awesome. It's, um... He... Not, uh, not that I'm super good at recognising them, but... He had a definite fey feel to him, and you know he went to the first world. That was that was sort of a clue. Um, oh, you're learning to recognise that. Excellent. <laughs> well, the, was um, it the traditional shimmering haze as they pass from our realm into the next, or you see the slight mists of the first world leaking in? That's the giveaway. He sort of faded out. Yes, like a shimmer disappearing over water. It, it rings a bell because that's what happened to everything else when I accidentally went to the first world. Yes, and, and what you look like when you return, no doubt. Quite possibly. The, um... Do you, and he... But he seemed to have a definite thing for the Fae. I mean, he wanted Pearl Avish as an arbiter over any of us. Well, yes. I mean, if he's a denizen of the first world, he's unlikely to accept a, a human's word on what's fair and just, and... Particularly with you being the ruler of this realm, it's not as if you couldn't pay someone off to shout he's unhorsed when there was the slightest wobble. Well, it does seem like recruiting anybody from my kingdom is um, a bit of a flaw in that regard, but I suppose um, Pearl Avish is easier, um, e- either easier or harder to bribe than most. So um, after we finished the joust, I would have thanked him for his awesome arbitration and invited him back to my house for some candy. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Adjudicator Palavish is pleased to serve. Should you have any, have any more games or events, you may suggest me. I would be happy to adjudicate the Rushlight Tournament for you. <laughs> oh, what a terrifying prospect. Um, so um, do you know any legends about him? 
with the uh, the Knight of Thorn, the, the Knight true of Knight of Thorn, the true Knight of Thorn, with calling himself the Knight of Thorn, and you said you didn't know anything about the name, but the wooden arm—he's got wooden arm all carved up with thorns. It seemed kind of distinctive. Well, uh, that would be a substance called—that would be a substance called ironwood. It's uh, created by powerful druidic magic. It's essentially wood ma- wood with the properties of steel. You could certainly make armour out of it. It wouldn't even take a particularly skilled armorsmith. All you'd have to do is form the form of it and use iron use iron wood to change its nature to steel. Uh, any sufficiently powerful druid or several several powerful fae would be able to perform such a miracle. Uh, as to the as to the true knight of Thorn himself, I I haven't heard the name, and I should have. It, it suggests to me that in fact he's perhaps uh, some new player. That makes sense. Perhaps he's from or, he's from further away, maybe, or um, like you say, he's just starting out on the scene. Yes, not a lot of new players in the Fate world, though. They tend to go for the more long-lived approach. Aye, but. Whatever's happening here clearly interests the Fae. We've seen... I know that... Um, and he, as far as you could... As far as he looked, he wasn't an old man. He was, you know, mid-twenties, human male. I mean, they, we've seen a lot more of the, um... What you might call the lords and ladies than we're really supposed to, them having passed on and, and the like. Whatever's going here seems on here seems to interest a lot more people. The River Kingdoms is where they remain the strongest in their in their presence, as as do many of the Fae, where the borders here are so thin to the first world. In another country, you'd be lucky if you saw a pixie once in a lifetime. Does sound a bit sad, really. I think so. I'm I'm glad we're here. <laughs> oh well. Keep an eye out anyway, whether he's after, whether he was looking for you or for someone else. L- let me know if you hear anything. But um, he seemed a fairly forthright soul for one of the Fae, if he is in fact one of the Fae. I, I sus- suspect whatever his group was, rumours was, we'll hear more about it in time. You said he looked like a human? Round the eyes, which was about all I could see. He could be a changeling. Uh, the uh, children taken from the taken from their cribs by the fae in, at birth. Uh, the traditionally substi- the human children are taken. The traditionally substituted with uh, fae that are so sufficiently close to human as to pass unnoticed. Um, they. It's it's not a benevolent thing. They're usually done to children who are uh, in impoverished circumstances, starving parents. Uh, not want, not wanting them, that sort of thing. The Fae take them off to a better life and leave the parents something else. It's it's sometimes done for the sake of to, for the sake of saving the child. It's sometimes done as a malevolent plank on the parents. And there are a few evil Fae. Not many, of course. The, the Fae are remarkable people um, who do it out of sheer benevolence. So he could be a human. He could actually be a human raised in the Fae realms. Well, that would certainly explain. That would certainly explain the recent. I mean, um, if he's um, only as old as he looked, yes. and it would certainly fit. I mean, he's good. He's a good horseman, and no mistake. But you would think a, a fey knight would be more than my equal. Well, yes, that have spent two or three hundred years. Exactly. I mean, I can't. Um, can't really be that. 
by the time I've had another 20 ye- years practising, I'll be getting too old to see a horse at all. But certainly that would make sense from what we know. Uh, I've taken human changeling child. And that might... Um, that would mean his, his title is completely is likely to be completely self-taken as opposed to any sort of mythic status. Aye, but if he, um, style, if he intends to style himself the Knight of Thorns, I suppose it's best to get his reputation in early. And um, he, when I think on it, he had, a hu- he had fey attitudes, but a very human way of expressing himself. He was much more straightforward than I'd expected and, one of them to be. And spoke fluent Teldane, although yeah. that's not particularly unusual. No, but... It was a very... It was so a, certainly any sort of human-esque fay you would expect to be able to do that trick. Yeah, but it was a very it was a very human way of expressing himself. He did just sort of come galloping into the centre of town to state his beef. I wish I had the opportunity to see him. You, you should have invited him to stay and you know, join our council and that sort of thing. He didn't seem like the, the cuddly sort. Uh, you say that about everyone. <laughs> very few people are. <laughs> I think... It was just... basically just Lady Nichols. If you give people, everyone else is up to something. If you give people, and when I say people, I mean centaurs and fae and you know sentient slug creatures and everything in between, a chance they might surprise you. I'm all for giving the centaurs a chance. They seem like very nice folk, except for the occasional bit of chimera, chimera poking. And I'm certainly not sorry we gave the fae a chance. That seems to be working out remarkably well. He is right. I should have one of them on the council. I'll think on it more. Maybe, um, maybe something will work out. Okay. And that is your month's event. You are challenged okay. with a true night of thorns. Awesome. Okay. I will dig out the calendar and write it up. Oh, and I'll um, send um, Dreadlove's mistress a nice note thanking her for yep. the, the, the you know generosity yep. of her and intention. Blah, you blah, you blah. pretty much cleaned the bog and problem up long yep. before there was any obstacle. Sweet. Which, you know, six or seven bogards are no serious threat to you personally or your kingdom in any way, shape or form. Yeah. But like a tribe of... They're, they're certainly stronger and more savage than goblins, so they could wreak some havoc before you got there to sort it out. Yeah. Okay. First day was actually getting back, and then the next seven or so is um, conducting kingdom business. So it is around the ninth of cholesterol. Okay. And do you want to go out van holding? I do want to go out van holding. Okay. You are van holding. Yep. With whom and where are you van holding? With Bryn. With Bryn. <clears throat> Hunting time. <laughs> yep. So, where do we go first? We're going after the eels. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I will do your fishing for you. <laughs> no, I'm going to try. I'm going to have another try. All right, and we will go see Boken, uh, which is easier to do because he's in Thorn Watch, which is more or less directly yep. on the way. Yep. You find him in his house on the outskirts of the city, and he opens the door for you. Ah, yes. Can I help you? Uh, name's Kalen. It's my friend Bryn. We're after some good berries. Ah, yes, yes, good berries. Yes, I make them. Very good they are, too. An entire meal. And, and one I can't tell you how many times it's saved my hide. Why, before this city came along, I used to live out in the wilderness. 
met some funny people out there. There was this half walk one day. I sent him off for, for something. For fangberries, that's it. And he never came back again, the dastard. Oh, well, he was probably eaten by something. It's dangerous out there. Did I ever tell you how I lost this finger? <laughs> my brother cut it off me last time he hit my mother. God rest her soul. Then he went to live in a tree to the south. Then some other half-orc came along and killed him. Good thing, too. <laughs> uh, a lot yeah. of half-orcs in these parts. You related to any of them? You could say that. Obviously she is. But it's like... <laughs> 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 okay, yes, and I wish to purchase all the good berries that Bokken has on him. Mm. Good berries? I can, I can sell you good berries, yes. Uh, mm. uh, but expensive things. Magical. 50 gold apiece. Okay, how many has he got? Uh, uh, pretty much as many as you want. Oh, okay. Um, he... I'll have to look at how many good berries he can spam. It's it's one of, it's like the only spell he prepares on a daily basis, mm-hmm. despite the fact that he no longer actually needs it because he now lives in a civilized place. But he is still, of course, as bad as a barge here. Yeah. Uh, so good berry, good 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 berry berry good good. Right. So for fifty gold, he will sell you a bunch of them. Yeah. He doesn't know how many he's in a bunch until he actually gets around to casting the spell. Yep. That would be a bunch of eight. Okay, eight for fifty. Yep. Okay, and is that the loss? Is that as many as he can make in a day? Uh, no, he has more than one good berry spell, so he can make more of them if you want them. Yep. I will pay him one hundred and fifty gold for as many good berries as he can make in three goes. It will make you a lot of good berries, right? So that was eight, and then two, so another ten total. Okay. So, 18. That'll so do it. You see, he says, yes, I've, I've got some fresh berries around here. Yeah. Hold on. Uh, I imbue them with the power of nature. You know, I used to have a lot more power, but then I lost my little finger. Did I tell you I lost my little finger? And does a big bunch of them, a big bunch of them. Bastard cut it off me last time he hit my mother. Does a bunch more. Uh, no, these are no good. Spoiled. Less of those. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, you look like a big lad. That's several days of eating. <laughs> it's last... So he rolled four on his 2d4. It was four and four, four and four, one and one. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's how many it makes is 2d4. 2d4 berries. Well, that's a lot. Not unreasonable considering how their yeah. effect is not well, particularly dramatic. Well, given their main use as a normal meal that, and it cures one hit point of damage yeah. to a max of eight. Alright, and Kaelin has 18 good berries. At which point, given that they only last a day, the goal is to immediately journey to Silver Step Lake. Yep. So can you do that? One, two, three. So, uh, I think we need your map to answer this question. Where are your roads? Uh, no, no, I need the roads in... Um, Oh, right, sorry. Uh, no. Yep, that's the one on the green No, you want the, you want the one with the, it has the rose on it. You want the kingdom. That's the, that's the explorer. Right, so this is, you, you have in fact roaded pretty much all of this area. Yeah. Yep. So it's only in Varnholm. Yeah, yeah, you can easily reach like Silver Step within a day then. Sweet. Because all your, your roads basically halve the amount of travel time. So. Sweet. Yes, the, um. You get there with plenty of time to spare. You will get all the fishing you could possibly want done. 
before your good berries run out, your patience will run out before the good berries. Three. So, Bryn pulls out, you know, a bit of string and a fish hook and says, Alright. <clears throat> Show me these eels, dear, that have vexed your son. <laughs> See? Down there in the water. See, he's grinning at me. That's what they do. They grin. I understood from reading some of Tristan's romance novels that uh, it's usually the woman's place to ask the man to kill spiders and things like that for her. <laughs> Weak, sappy woman in those stories. But here it is the man's place to ask me to catch eels for him. <clears throat> now, I will do this, but you will own me. <laughs> understood. I'm sure I can work something out. Once I have caught you the eels and wowed you, I will, uh, uh, what is the word for those books? Uh, you will swoon and I will ravish you. Okay. I think I can, I can, I can stoically pay this price. And Caelan mans up and takes one for the team. Okay. <laughs> uh, but she's going to actually catch you the eels first. Yes. Otherwise you might not put it out. Yeah. Okay, well, this should be, um... Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, brief and ugly. <laughs> okay, so... Okay, Callum wants to make an independent survival roll to see if he can catch the meals this time. Ah, you're going to try and catch them with your own good berries? Yes, okay. that's what I brought stacks of them. <laughs> me, it's, it's personal between me and the eels. It's just that, you know, if I get my ass kicked by the You know, Bryn's welcome to fish as well, but if I get my ass kicked with the eels, I brought someone who can actually get into the water and catch the damn things. Okay, so you spend like, several hours fishing for eels at this point, and well, probably basically make camp for the night as you yep. go. Um, Alright, first check is a survival check. Because you have good berries, you get a plus 10 bonus to it. Sweet! Okay, so my survival check. And now I roll well. Oh, no, I rolled well last time, I just got my ass kicked because the DC is so high. Brent just watches you try to catch the first one. Okay, 25. Hmm. Well, and you watch the eel slip up, pull the good berry off the hook, and run away with it. Huh, I see. That's right, they are attracted to the berries. See, I don't think you understand fishing technique. When it bites, you pull. <laughs> yeah, watch. <laughs> uh, that is a 35 for her with a plus 10 bonus. <laughs> okay. She pulls in an eel. Sweet. Okay. And basically knifes it through the brain, quite precisely. Yep. The eel is dead. Okay, one down. Okay, um... So that's two good berries down. Yeah. Do you want to um, keep rolling through this? Yes. Sure thing. Because you may run out of good berries before, before you, you catch run out of eels. Yep. So, um. Okay, so I will check again. That was a cock die, technically. You're very notable. <laughs> uh, uh, I can just tell you it's a DC 30. Okay, uh, Kaelin fails again. Another good breeze, Ethan. Brent catches another one. Okay, I'm going to have one more try, and if I haven't caught one, I'm going to give up and let her do it. Okay. Ten. Okay, Kaelin fails his third time. He's going to have to start looking for him to do the rest. This 
They wiggle. <laughs> what is it they say in those books? Uh, at least you're pretty. <laughs> How many more good priests does Brun have to play with? Uh, well, I just used one. That, um, I've used five, and she's got, which means she has, uh, she and I have used five thus far, so she's got 13 left. Good God, okay. So, yes, two, three, four. Uh, yes. Okay, so... She fishes for several hours, gets you six eels total. Wind is changing. Fishing no good here anymore. Eels are cleared from this area. Okay. Caught. We've caught everything we're going to catch here. Okay. That should be quite sufficient to fulfil what you're looking for. Okay. Um, I thought the girl said she wanted twelve eels. Uh... May have misunderstood the um, request. Maybe it was just some eels. I believe it was just some eels, but sweet. Okay, that could be wrong. Uh, no, she did want twelve eels. You can reach no, wreck on that. I, I don't think Pathfinder understands what these words mean. Uh, this individual is looking for two dozen. Two dozen eels in the lake. There are half a dozen eels in this hex. Ah. The completion of the quest is given upon catching and delivering twelve eels. Ah. So, so she wants twenty-four of them, expects you to catch twelve, but only six are available. I see. So I think somebody's typoed that somewhere in there. Yeah. Uh, let us say that what she... That's, that's highly amusing, because it's got, you know, source such and such, task, um, you know, send all person wants blah, 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 blah. Um, has heard the eels are particularly fine dining. Wants delivery of two dozen freshly caught eels. Completion of quest: catch and deliver twelve eels. Yeah. And then in the and then in Lake Silverstone, the there are six eels available in a DC thirty survival check over the course of eight hours of fishing. Thank you for thank you for not being one of those GMs who would make who would say that I couldn't complete the quest because I didn't catch because it well, says twelve right I, there. I'm the mostly box. amused by the fact that the Amaki still wants two dozen of them. Yeah. Among other things, they don't rage quit out of the indie very often, but this these, the, these <laughs> this eels, quest is definitely pushing me. These eels are short but fat, and they do actually smell really quite good, and they look incredibly fresh and shiny. Yep. Uh, Brent looks at them and looks. <clears throat> still smell fresh. No need to salt or keep these. Think they will last a good while on their own. Good. It's literally one of their properties is they do not go off. Sweet. Alright, we will um probably hang them in the fresh air as a yep. uh, good while we camp overnight. Yep, yep. Give it. And the next day they smell like they've just come out of the water. Sweet. Alright. Um nonetheless my plan involved because this is a providing Mission because this is a series of providing missions. My plan revolves around delivering these to the centaurs mm-hmm. and then going out adventuring again. So I wish to head for centaur lands. Okay, head for centaur land. Are you aiming to head directly towards the hex where you know the centaurs are? That's the one. Okay, so. Oh, um. 
very important point. After we've caught all the eels, Kale and swoons, hopefully. <laughs> ah, yes. Now I rip your bodice off. <laughs> Too hard. Into tent now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and she will throw you down and have her wicked wolfy way with you. Awesome. Kaelin likes fishing again. Yep. It's good when the eels are dead. <laughs> yep. The next morning, however, you catch them from the pole that you hung them up on very easily. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a good thing. Unless you fumble a dexterity check, <laughs> at which point you drop. I might get burnt to get them down. <laughs> <laughs> the the eels are dead, but they're still taunting you. Yeah, yeah Kel- the eels have won. Kaelin was defeated by the eels. He's just going to let his girlfriend. He's just going to let his wife rescue him at this point. Okay. Yeah. On the most direct route there, uh, that would be going straight across through D seven. Yep. Which is mountain. Yep. You, get the, you don't explore these, but you get the terrain type as you move through. Oh, yes. Yep, so... Um, I've already explored D7. Uh, possibly you have. Yep, I've explored D7. It's a mountain with nothing in it. Yep, in that case you've surmounted easily. Yep. Uh, E7, next one along. I haven't explored E7. Um, you have gone up, though, haven't you, to D6? Because uh, that's when Spriggan Camp was. Uh... Yes, yes, I've been through D6. Yep. Okay, so you go up through there, because you already yep. know what's there. Then one across to F6. No, sorry, E6. E6, E6. Yep. E6. Yep. I haven't been in there. Okay, it is grassland. Cool. And then the next one across is centaurs. Sweet. So I get a terrain type for going in there. Grassland. Cool. As you approach the centaur camp, um, because you have actually been invited here, you have a vague idea what you're looking for, but you haven't actually been to the centaur camp before. No. So I will give you the descriptor as soon as I find the sheet of paper somewhere across my myriad sheets of paper to paper you with the paper sheets. here is in a low hillock surrounded by a sea of grass um, there is, as you approach the day, a very large bonfire built up in the middle of the camp albeit currently out, extinguished of course um, and there are a large number of centaurs moving around um, All, practically all of the ones you see here are armed um, and almost all female yep you, when you look around, you see one, maybe two males going between tents. Yeah. Um, looking like they're doing things. Um, you do see... And as you approach, uh, there are a couple of arrows that whistle out of the tent 
the, the whistle out of the cloud of tents to nowhere really near you. You couldn't even yeah. really call them warning shots. Yeah. They land a good, a good 60, 70 meters away from you. Yeah. And, you know, then you see the shooter is, of course, Deneen Thunderhoof. Yeah. And she clears you. You'd think at least one uh, of these places she wouldn't be here. Thought you were enemy. Thought you, uh, thought you might have been enemies approaching the camp. Now I see who you are. <laughs> well, you have priestess. You you have the priest. You have the priestess of peace times permission to approach. So of course you may go through here as you like, doing as you please, as humans do. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And you move through, and um, the the centaurs watch you with interest. Uh, you will see a couple of males. Um, they are also actually armoured, albeit not heavily armed. They have a couple of daggers and that sort of thing on them. Um, and then one of them has a little foal with them, um, who is, of course, like about quarter of the size of the guy, um, appears to be a bare-chested, a bare-chested girl with no armour of any kind on, sort of looks out from out her father's leg and gives you big blinky eyes, and as you look back, she shies away slightly. Um... She is is quite definitely afraid of you. Yeah. So Caitlin will move past quickly, paying her no special attention, because yep. otherwise it's just going to really wig out the yep. centaurs. Helen on the other hand, look at the tiny centaur yeah. phone. Look, you should Yeah, but the centaurs won't be scared of Helen, because she wouldn't be armed and armoured. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you approach, and you may go where you please here. Yeah, that is a core Silver Fires thing. Um, yep. You are as, as long as you cause no trouble, you're welcome to walk um, and amongst their people, you know, and the rules are pretty much what you expect. Don't murder them, don't steal from them, blah, 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 blah. And I am, in fact, going to, because uh, the younger centaurs take more of an interest in us, yep. I'm going to ask some of the younger under centaurs to point me in the direction of the centaur girl who wants the eels. Oh, Amaki. Oh, sure, sure. You can find her... Oh, you, you can find her over by the food tents, where the smoke's rising from over there. Follow and, the smell. And we will head for the food tents. Yep, and you follow the smell. And you get Amaki, this little teenage girl centaur, um, who pops her head out of the tent, um, has what looks like a, a drumstick-style bone of something in one hand, that um, sort of looks like it is vaguely half-roasted. She... Pops her head out. Oh, you're back. Good, good. Come, 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 come in. I need to get this back on the roast. Come in. Come in. She is turning what appears to be some sort of very large chicken. It's clearly not a chicken. It's something else. It's about four times the size, but it's vaguely that shape and smell. She is turning it over a spit roast, and she says, "So, it uh, looks looks." She says, "So you're back quick." Oh. You're giving up on the eel thing, aren't you? Everyone always gives up on the eel thing. They say the eels laugh at them and make them feel bad. Well, it turns out I couldn't catch them. But happily, my wife is really good at these things. And, uh, Bryn, can, Bryn will have the yep. eels and can get the eels out of the bag. Hands over the brace, the brace of eels. and my looks at Wow, they... They, mm, they smelled incredible. These, these are genuine... It sort of runs a finger down, licks a finger. I, I can taste the water on them. These are genuine Lake Silver Step eels. How did you get these? Mm. Fishing. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
supposed to be very difficult to catch. Yes. If you can't fish, maybe. <laughs> yes, they're really difficult. I tried three times and no- nothing worked. But So it was really smart to bring Bryn. She can catch anything. Wolves fish from birth. Uh, you, you know you're not a wolf, right? Mm. Raised by wolves. Oh, that, that would explain the hair. What's wrong with my hair? <laughs> oh, I just... Uh, sent one extra elbow to... Oh, I'm being undiplomatic again, aren't I? Sorry. <laughs> uh, these, these look fantastic. I'll, I'll tell you what. We'll get you that eel. We'll, we'll, I'll, some, somebody should go and tell Akora and, and, and Deneed that we got silver eels. We're going to have eel pie for the camp tonight. And there's whoa, much activity yeah. and someone dashes out to go and tell uh, them. And she's... Uh, and I expect a pie because I married wisely. <laughs> Technically, you get half of my pie. <laughs> That's good. I'm good with that. And just to so, uh, can you cook as well? Mm. Yes. Roast meat over an open flame removes all diseases and germs from it. Uh, yes, that's that's cooking, I suppose. No, that's that's preparing food. There's a difference between that and cooking. Same, same. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let me show you. Anyone who can catch silver step eels needs to know how to make eel pie. <laughs> Trust me, if you want to keep your husband happy, eel pie is the way to do it. <sighs> thought that was the swooning. And that's the swooning and the ravishing. Oh, he looks good. Oh, you've read those stories too. <laughs> <laughs> They're still really cute together. And Gellon will, as befits the mighty hunter, even if he hasn't actually done any of yep. the hunting, go and sit outside with the speaker. Yep. And Anarchy will take for inside the supervisor making her eel pie. Yep. Because mm-hmm. Gellon married well. Mm-hmm. People keep dissing me about Bryn's lack of diplomacy, but she can catch silver step eels. Mm-hmm. She is, however, correct that um, the swooning and ravishing is definitely the... Um, <laughs> Higher on Caleb's priority list. But look, to be honest, this eel pie sounds like it's going to be pretty damn good. Okay, and you get this thing back at the end. It is a finely baked, like, exactly what you would expect from a human pie, albeit a bit larger, because they are larger creatures. Um, it is filled with sort of a very mushed up fish, very, very mushed up fish inside. It appears to be literally nothing but pastry, spices, and eel all gone into it. The eel has been skinned. Deboned. Um, the flavour all comes from the eel as opposed to anything else. And you sit down and you eat the eel pie, and it is delicious. Awesome. You feel full, like the eels can no longer mock you. Yeah. I know people who can catch them, they should not taunt me. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm really good. That challenge really kicks my ass to quite that extent. <laughs> I acknowledge I have bugger all survival, but still. <laughs> Maybe I will put a point in survival to represent my determination to defeat the eel. In fact, um, Brynn will let you eat the majority of the eel pie, much as she likes it. <laughs> no, no, I'm going, to, I'm going to share it half and half. It is only fair, given she did all the work. Um, Although I did provide a pretty large percentage of the entertainment value. <laughs> That's very hard to argue with. And not just for her. <laughs> for the eels as well. Well, who did I take out? Um, Tristan. Tristan. Tristan thought it was funny. Yeah, the, the eels liked it less, though, once once they were dead. <laughs> yeah, well, that'll teach them a bastard. <laughs> okay, 
Uh, so, you complete mm, eels, the side quest. What a brilliant name. That's what it's called, mm, eels. Yeah, I can see There's the a mm, picture of the eel. I, I can see the moon mm, in there. For your mighty efforts, you receive eel pie. Yep, it's pretty good. I'm kind of hoping for some kind of intangible central bonus as well, but you know, the eel pie, if the eel pie is my reward, I will take that. Uh, here it is. Uh, so, for the eel pie, you gain three trust points with the centaurs. Score. Uh, the tribe is particularly delighted with their eel pies. <laughs> um, like, they get cut up into very small slices, yeah. but everyone treats it like it is a great delicacy. Yeah. I can see why. Um, and one of the pies is kept for the patrols that are currently out and about for the next time they rotate in, so they can all have a piece of pie as well. Sweet. Um, it is incredibly fresh and delicious. It, it feels like you literally just pulled them out of the ocean, threw them immediately in the pie, cooked them. Um, and they are juicy... They're crunchy in all the right places, and you feel fat and happy. It's mm-hmm. like having super high-grade chocolate instead of silver eel. Uh, so you gain three trust points. Um, you also gain a great deal of satisfaction from having caught the impossible to catch eels of silver step lake. In, in Galen's case, this is represented by ma- by marrying wisely. He has chosen the right woman. Technically speaking, this goes to the person who ate the eels, but therefore we'll say Kaelin ate 51% of the pie and yeah. you can have it rather than Bryn. Uh, you gain a plus one bonus to your survival. Okay, yeah. Okay. Miscellaneous bonus to your survival skill. I think that represents, like, Bryn does it. It represents Kaelin's desire to beat the eels, whereas Bryn already beat the eels, yeah. so she doesn't feel that she doesn't feel that same sense of grudge. Yeah, yeah, well... From her perspective, you go fishing, you catch eels, what's the big palava? She'd have found it a hell of a lot harder without those good berries. Yeah, yeah. Without the good berries, she needs 15s on her check to do it. Yeah. Um, with the good berries, she needs 5s. Yeah. Yeah, and Kaelin's survival goes up by one. And admittedly, she is... Um, as good a survivalist as you could ever hope to master. Yeah. yeah. So she got max ranks in it. Uh, yeah, she she put them up last level. Nice. Because um, she's some of those tracking checks are actually a bit hard. She's, she's intermitting around with a few things. Survival's what she's been doing lately, and um, because last level her bonuses from alertness and stealthy both doubled from plus two to plus four, she didn't put ranks in high. Spot move silently, listen. Yeah, makes sense. And spent things elsewhere instead, which included bringing her survival up to max ranks. Sweet, that's well timed. Okay. So, I don't. Does that move you any interesting trust score wise? Uh, moves me over. It moves me to sixteen over fifteen. I don't know if that yes, actually. That is the relevant number. Sweet. You are disliked. Yay. Uh, you suffer a minus three penalty to all your assorted checks against them. Cool. Um, and your random encounter chance decreases slightly. <laughs> decreases a bit. As the centaurs are no longer actively sicking things on me? Uh, not as many centaurs are sicking things on me. <laughs> right, okay, good to know. You are still disliked. Yeah. That is your current status. Yeah. You have not yet reached neutral. Yeah. However, I am pleased that my um, endeavours to rebuild our relationship at the started with pie. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
And for my next trick, yep. um, Bryn and I stick around for six more days. Okay. We were... This is, in fact, effectively part of the kingdom turn, but yep. I'm fitting in with, in with the adventuring because that makes more sense. Yep, makes sense. And then I make a diplomacy check. Okay. Do you so, want Bryn to make one as well? Uh, no, no, I no, I do not. Okay. So you are making a diplomacy check at minus three. Yep. Now, you said I didn't suffer all the penalties when I was living with them. Uh, yes, you're not suffering more penalties again. Oh, right. Uh, you're yeah. suffering minus three because you were being disliked. Yeah. Um, you, you hadn't spent yet spent any time... Um, you, you never got those penalties in the first place because you never spent any time endeavouring to work heavily with the centaurs without having ever made contact with them. Right, gotcha. Cool, that's fine. Okay. I'm going to use my agent for change reroll on that too. Mm-hmm. There, that's a number that I can work with. Twenty-one minus three, uh, eighteen. Okay. I... Whether or not that meets my DC, it will at least not make things worse. That will do it or not. Yes, it will. Sweet. So you gain another trust point with Cool. Which doesn't do anything exciting because that takes no. it to 17. But you are uh, slightly less disliked. Yep. But yes, Caelan will basically endeavour to, you know, will put up with whatever form of hazing comes his way in a, in a remarkably stoic and placid way as befits a man raised by orcs. Mm-hmm. And um, will um, endeavour to essentially convince the more small and civilian ma- members of the, without actually spend, you know, intimidating people by hanging out with the babies when they don't want me to. We'll endeavour mm-hmm. to convince the smaller and, and, and more fragile members of the tribe that he's not actually going to behead anybody. Yeah, the, um, <laughs> the children are treated, the, the child, singular, Ouch. <laughs> is treated like gold. Yeah. Um, you know, you don't make any real effort to get near her, but you will very easily see that this would actually be a reasonably hard thing to do. Yeah. You know, as soon as you as soon as you start approaching her, you think you will probably be intercepted. Yeah. And if you're you know vaguely pushy about it, they will probably start drawing down on you. Yeah. No. No, Caitlin. Um, Caitlin sits quietly whenever she's in the vicinity, in the off yep. chance that she'll be allowed to get a bit closer. But I imagine she's immediately shooed away. And this should amuse. Can you roll me a fortitude save? Okay. Uh, 20. So, um, several of the centaurs make snide remarks about how you won't be up to, you know, eating their diet because your, your pitiful human stomach can't handle it, essentially. Um, it, you really don't struggle with this at all. <laughs> Uh, you can, if you so desire, make me a heal or an alchemy check. <laughs> to see if you notice that you're being poisoned by them. Uh, that is a, um, 18. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, both you and Bryn <laughs> will notice that, um, y- you know, not until you've had at least the first dose, yeah. you know, the fortitude save, that some of these meals are being dosed with basically mildly poisonous mushrooms. Yeah. You're certainly not going to die as a result of the, the kind of things that will give you tummy upsets and, and the trots and that kind of thing. Yeah. You and Bruno could just eat them and shake it off. Yeah. Because you've eaten everything else before. Yeah. 
So yeah, there's, there's several snide remarks about how you won't be able to handle this diet, and then several confused looks when you just kind of go about your day the next day, like, okay. Kill them hardcore the poison attempts. And they show you, you well, you're doing this this week, you um, spend time with the centaurs and learn something of their ways. And they are basically a nomadic roaming society. You, you go out and basically do a few of their various jobs and live with them like a member of the tribe. They yep. feed you, they give you a tent to sleep. Well, actually, they probably won't give you a tent to sleep in, no. but only by virtue of the fact the that your, your human-sized tent is better for you. Yeah. Um, they'll give you a space to sleep in that is actually in the camp. Cool. Um, so Caelan would be very happy to help with weapons training the young the young warriors or yeah. any, the young warrior females or anything. But yeah. you know he's equally what, happy to go out and do guard patrols or what, whatever. What they're doing with you is they are assigning you to a bunch of different jobs so you can see what their life is like basically out here. Cool. And the hunting and trolling one is very much you go out you hunt some you hunt for food you fight the odd dangerous monster. Watch duty is pretty much what you would expect it to be. Yeah. Um, Child care you don't get on your roster at all. Uh, yeah. Cooking you are pretty hopeless. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that, um, you know, Kaelin will endeavour to be assigned, like, dishwashing or root peeling yeah. or something of that ilk. Yeah, and there, there's, like, crafting and pottery and that sort of thing where you mostly get carry the bricks from point A to point yeah. B. But I, I kind of feel like the guy who can carry the big heavy shit is going to be an asset yeah, on yeah. Pretty, much, pretty much any team, albeit not exactly given the exciting roles. Yeah, on the other hand, as Quadra fans, these guys have a ridiculous character capacity. Yeah, that's very true. But I mean, you probably are actually at this point strong enough that you are um, able to carry more than many members of their tribe. Yeah. But certainly not the stronger ones. Yes, that's very true. On the other hand, so it's possibly the being small and nimble thing, in which case Brun is going to be the smarter star of the show. But yeah, this is this is your week with of Centaur life. Yeah. And I kind of imagine my awesome badass um, warrior girl is um, generally approved of. Yes, yes. <laughs> Yes, Britain certainly suits their needs nicely. Yeah. But, you know, that's because she deliberately doesn't talk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she did actually spend one of her ranks in diplomacy. That was thoughtful. What's her diplomacy now? Zero. Yeah. <laughs> but she got it up to a non Compensating for her charisma penalty. Yeah. Oh, and um, Michaela also found out that, well, she wanted to buy a circle of persuasion... She could afford it, but she can't put it on because she's got a phylactery of undead turning on her head. Yeah, right. So she'd have to give it up to get the... Um, so she, so she's put her money back in her pants? She's put her money back in her pants. So she has money? Um, <laughs> only because I haven't gotten around to spending it on her plus two armor yet. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think that was going to be very likely. I, I've Michaela, Michaela and Sandra don't have a tremendous amount in common, but their attitude to their money is exactly she's, the same. She's debating up whether to spend it on plus two full plate or plus two tower shield. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very not high enough here. Yeah. Yeah, but the plus two armor would make more sense because she's constantly de-equipping the tower shield. Uh, from a certain point of view... From another point of view, the plus the plus two tower shield will make a lot of sense because she wakes up in the night and picks it up and oh, that's goes right, up yeah. by six points. Given it's Michaela, I would um, totally go with the tower shield because the tower shield is her um, comfy blankie. Yeah. Her giant metallic comfy blankie. Yes, yes it is. <laughs> Keeps me safe when they come. Yeah. Yeah, the reason she feels like she needs a comfy blankie yep. at her age is pretty damn troubling. 
Psychological scars stuck yeah. there forever. Yeah, yeah. Well, Carolyn wants to go back and make it better, which she kind of did in the dream, but you know, doesn't actually fix anything about the small Michaela in reality. So the centaurs, as as you stay with them for the week, are um, you know, not obnoxiously rude, vaguely rude as a whole. You pretty yeah. much feel like you are disliked here, but not so much that anything um, particularly bad is going to happen. You see a lot of their life. They kind of quite deliberately don't give you useful information on the surrounding areas. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it. Sweet, that's fine. With a two. Uh, so, um, next stop, um, we want to head back to Talon Peak. Mm-hmm. But considering what I'm doing here, what I'd like to begin with is... Um, Exploring F6, the grassland hex on the way between us and the centaurs. Yep. And at present, they will not let you explore the hex that they are in. Yeah, that's fine. But I want at least, the, I want a nice, clear, explored route to the centaurs. D6? Yep. Uh, F6, I believe. Hang on, is it F6? No, F6 is where the centaurs are. Uh, sorry, E6. E6 is a grasslands hex. And that's it. There is nothing in it, except possibly a simple spawned monster coming to eat and kill you. Yep. Uh, no, there are no monsters coming to eat and kill you today. Cool. And we will head back to B6. To B6? B6. Uh, right. So at this point you jump all the way across the map? Yeah, well we've explored... Um, We've explored the medium mountain areas. Yep. So... Oh, B6. Right, that makes sense. Sorry, I'm jumping up to B2 for some reason. Yep. Probably the drink. No, I'm not, I don't want to explore Bravoy. Um, uh, the, the, you want to explore the one with Talon Peak? I want to explore the one with Talon Peak. Well, Mysteriously. Shockingly enough, it's a mountain region. Yeah, yeah. I um, I brought a girl with massive survival from hide and stealth and things to go explore the rock hex. Yep. And it's got Talon Peak in it. Yep. Um, you may largely mark this as explored. Cool. Um, you have not yet been up Talon Peak, because that's obviously more of a thing. Yeah. But um, that's, that's very... Yeah, we, spe- we, we initially just explored the hex, the yep. rest of the hex. Uh, nothing eats you. Cool. So, Talon Peak is big. Um, it is quite wide at the base, getting thinner as it goes up. Um, it is an icy mountain. There is actually snow and things on it, even in this season. Uh, a bit, not so much on the bottom, more as you look towards the top. And the top goes above the cloud line and disappears out of sight. It is a huge, big mountain. And there is no obvious path up it. Uh, okay. You are going to actually have to engage in climbing and that sort of thing. Yep. Will do. Okay. Alright, so I think given that I'm doing mountain climbing, yep. Kaelin will change out of the plate and into his magic leather armor. Okay. So. And um, experience the awesome power of a plus, five, a plus four to his climb. Which gives him a six. Swimming that he magically enhanced. 
So, Talon Peak is not the sort of thing you are going to just casually scale. Yeah. Um, this is the kind of thing you're going to have to make a serious effort to climb up. Um, and Brun as well, obviously. Yep. Um, you suspect is going to take you hours and hours and hours and hours and hours to climb up it. Yep. Um, it is going to be cold up there. It is possible it is full of, you know, monsters and whatever else up there. Um, but you are free to do so if you so choose. Yep. I'm pretty certain I actually have cold weather gear. Yep. Um, let me um, just check that. Probably does as well. Yes, I've got cold weather gear. Yep, so does she. So, Kaelin will change into his cold weather gear and his leather armour. Yep. Representing a much lighter, a, a very well padded but much lighter Kaelin than the traditional model. Out of his desire to not um, fall off mountain and die with his minus five on his climb checks. It's only a minus four, and yes, it is. Um, his climb check his climb check needs all the help it can get. Okay, so you are looking at a four hundred difficulty climb check. Yeah. Um however fortuitously you can make it cumulatively instead yep. of all in one roll. Yep. Um so this is one one character makes the primary, um the other people can aid another. Okay, so Brun... Each climb check represents yay hours of climbing, basically. Cool. Brun makes the lead roll. I will endeavour to assist her. Yep. Or at least not fall for my death and distract her. Those of failing are extremely slim at this point. Uh, uh, and I successfully assist her. Okay, so... So, that is... 21 plus 23 done uh, you have not failed the check yet um, okay you climb up some relatively easy lowland bits of it it's very much like climbing up a very steep hill cool. and continue Kaelin uh, makes his assist check that moves you over 50 total. Cool. Get on that 20, so this is this Nothing bad is happening yet. Shoot, 75 total. Last one. Yep. And Gale makes his last assist check. Ooh, Bryn. That 20 to 29. So, that brings you to 119. Um, and you have done that is two, 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 eight hours of climbing at this point. Oh, okay. And you know, you, it, this is like a, a Hillary incline. You can yeah. actually stop and rest for the night. And yep. Things. And we will stop and rest for the night. Okay. And then you go on to the more difficult bits, going up towards the 200 foot region. Uh, okay. Makes us a stick. Twenty-two. Again. Makes us a assist. That twenty is another one. Uh, again. Makes us a assist. 
Can you even fail those assist rolls? Uh, do uh, Ten, yes. Um, yes, if I, I, I just haven't rolled any twos, ones, or threes yet. Okay, you passed the 200 mark. Mark off another day. Yep. Uh, at this point, you are ascending into bits that have howling wind. Um, it is cold up here. Yep. And it's just getting colder and more unpleasant the higher you go. Uh, can you make me a fortitude save, both of you? Versus cold, with a plus two bonus for your cold weather gear. Uh, 22. Uh, Ren is actually going to fail that. Be it not by much. No, she won't spend the hero point on it, or become fatigued. Um... It seems like being fatigued would be a... No, Bryn's pretty key to our plan here. I'd like her to spend a hero point. Two. I probably should find out what it is. Would be nice, yes. Particular meaning, so yep, that's why she spins one. Spins one, and we'll spin her on what you roll, even yep. roll the two. Yep, and easily passes the fortitude check. Yep, we'll take the, um, we'll say it was the paladin, so we know which one she's still got in case it becomes relevant. Yep. Okay. And you continue to climb uh, as you. Get past the 200 mark, you need to make a survival check as well. Okay. Yes, you walk right first. Uh, yeah, I make, I get a um, 23. Caves and mountain. Mm-hmm. Bears inside, cave bears. Can attack them, but easier to just sneak past. Sneak on our little sneaky feet. Sneaky free. Our goal is to engage nothing on this mountain. That, you know, you isn't actually a kingdom eating monster. If we move past the cave and you hear from the side, <laughs> a large bear snoring. Sweet. Uh, you continue to climb. Yep. Continue to make. Okay, another checks. Yep. Make it. Exit past 200. Is... Yep. Next one is fine. Ooh, um, I failed to assist. Okay. Doesn't. It, it, it's only a minus two to a roll, so. Yep. But plus two to a minus two to a roll, so if she fails, then you've got problems. Yeah. Um, but we are nice and high up the mountain, so I'm sure it yep. won't be a problem if we fall off. <laughs> and she's got her ring of the athlete. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which, you know. Not, not a, um, and she's kind of. It's really worth making her climb checks decent. Yeah. Onward. Kayla makes his assist. Okay, uh, you pass 300 feet. Is that another day? Yes, it is. Okay. Going down will be a lot quicker. Yeah. I'm glad. <laughs> I hope the central is pretty. This rocky egg's been a tremendous amount of effort, and we haven't even gotten to the rock yet. <laughs> Okay, 
you pass up. Um, and while you are scaling up the side of the cliff, hanging off the sea, at this point it is getting into high snow, sheer cliffs, etc., etc. Um, while you are scaling up the side, you see there are icy winds blowing in. There are, there are things in the wind. Little flying creatures about the size of, you know, sort of hip size, cat size, flying creatures that appear to be made of ice are flying around you in the wind and making little <laughs> noises. Sounds troubling. Do they appear to be hostile or are they just kind of hanging out? Um, let's be Yes. There's a. What does it speak? But they do speak something. So. That's easy. Um, so they sort of circle and fly around you in the muffling winds and call out to you and tell day, and they appear to be creatures made of solid ice. And one assumes you have no knowledge of the planes. You, you assume correctly, despite yep. actually spending some time on an extra-dimensional plane, Callum learned nothing. Well, no, that's not true. You learned don't get caught on it, transported to an extra-dimensional plane. Hey, you! What are you doing on our mountain? Uh, freezing, yes, freezing soon. Falling, maybe. Well, we prefer not to do either. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks like you could fall any moment. Very dangerous up in this mountain. It flies near you, sort of hooks an icy claw into one of the little rocks. Nothing you're holding on to it. Pulls it out and the rock goes... Okay. See, very dangerous. Mm. Need guides. Yes, good guides. Otherwise, fall and die up here. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, guides do sound helpful. What sort of, what sort of wages do guides get? Mm. To each other. Actually, they just talk to each other out loud. You yeah. have no earthly idea what they're saying. That's uh, foreign. Yeah. Um, yeah. 500, maybe. Each. Together. Each. Together. Each. That sounds like a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Be a shame if something happened to this pack. Look how badly secured it is you feel tugged, tugged, tugged on your back. I think 500 together. Diplomacy. Mm-hmm. Bryn will not endeavour to assist. Well, actually, Bryn will endeavour to assist you. She's got a rank in diplomacy. Now. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Callum will use his free reroll in being a different day. Mm-hmm. That being a crit fumble. Okay, that's not a crit fumble. That is a nine. Gold will weigh you down here. You will fall to your death with it. <laughs> Can't fly with all that gold. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bryn will assist you. Yep. Okay, that's an eleven. Yeah, no. Not enough. Uh, Five hundred each, or we just take it. Mm-hmm. How many of them are there? Uh, there are four of them. Okay. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. They are little creatures. Um, you are, however, at present scaling the side of a cliff. 
Good point. The the there are you are in very bad circumstances to have a fight because you are hanging off the side of a cliff. You're, if you fall, you're certainly not going to fall the entire four hundred feet down the mountain and die yeah. immediately. Um, but fighting while while hanging on something is hard. Mm. Can I follow this with... Can I uh, make another negotiation check with an intimidation check, or is that two bites of the apple? Uh, No, no, you can. You will suffer a penalty to it because they've already worked out you're prepared to negotiate, essentially, because otherwise you wouldn't have been trying to negotiate. Yeah, yeah. Um, But yes, you can. Uh, Intimidate. D20 plus... Yeah, go for it. Yeah, so... Um, um, well, um, Intimidated plus four, you are bigger than they are. Yep, sweet. Uh, so, Caitlin, well, you know, maybe you should take the de- deal. If you try and start trouble, you might not like what would happen. Well, that's it, actually. I'll, I'll give them exactly the same bonus on their resistance roll because they have advantage on you because they can fly and you clearly can't. Yeah. <laughs> go away. We will eat icicles and flavor our drinks this evening. Uh-huh. Brain will assist you. Okay. So. <laughs> nice. Okay, so... Alright, so just on my natural skill, let's say, um, 26. <laughs> yep. Uh, Kaelin is a large scary beat man. Beat them by a solid 10 on that. Um... So, just to be clear, this uh, context-wise, this is take the original deal, this haggling up is going to get you smushed. Uh, if you try and fight for the money instead of... Um, uh, they I just run away. Oh, sweet. Okay, that works. They, you, they go, as you sort of, you know, reach reach one hand towards your sword and sort of yeah. pull it, you know, half an inch out yeah. of the sheath just to make the little shink-shink noise, yeah. and they all... <laughs> and there's a puff of wind, and they just vanish into the wind and fly off that way. <laughs> Gone. Sweet. Problems are off. Yep. Do you want to continue climbing? Uh, yes, might as well. As opposed to the end session at any point, is the uh, question I'm asking. Uh, um, this is getting to the point where I would like to end the session, but um, I don't know if it's worth finishing the climb up the mountain, and yep. then, given that we're relatively close. Yep, yep, by all means. So... I won't actually do the dealing with the rock, assuming there is in fact a rock on this mountain. You continue up. And up and up, and now you are passing the cloud line. Uh, you are now up above the clouds. Um, it is no longer massively windy up here. It's pissass cold, though. Yep. Uh, can you give me another fortitude check, Mrs. Cole? Bread's fine. Uh, Kale and crit fumbles happens to us all. Okay. Uh, you are fatigued? Yep. So minus one to your climb rolls is the functionally important one. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um... And because you are in cold weather gear, you don't have to keep making fault saves versus damage. Sweet. I will note that down, as it will also be relevant next session. Okay, and climb checks? Climb checks. Yeah, Kaelin makes it. Mountains are remarkably quiet. Yeah. 
Um, you have, however, actually come at a good time of year. Yeah. Most of the monsters on it are quiet, albeit it's colder and, and worse to climb than it would otherwise be. Yeah. Uh, okay, and... Yep, one more climb check. Should probably be... Maybe. I knocked that. Ah, uh, made it. Yep. Uh, yep, that will bring you to five at the top of the mountain, at which point I'll just give it to you. Um, okay, so you climb up. It is snowing heavily up here. Yep. Um, visibility is limited. Yep. Um, and you are approaching the peak of the mountain. Um, what is actually up here um, is a stone tower. Oh, and can you make me a knowledge architecture check? Sure can. Like rolled poorly, so that's Omega sixteen. Okay, it's it's kind of hard to tell in the snow. Yeah. Um, you think it is as far as you can see. There's no obvious construction flaws that indicate it's going to fall off a mountain at any time. Um, it looks like there. It's a tower. It's got a sort of dome at the top that looks like it's been shattered in bits. You can't work out its function. Uh, you can work out its style, however. It is old, old, old Elven. Interesting. The, the same as it is an old Elven ruin like the other one you have discovered. Cool. If it was in my lands, I would need to um, notify Lady Jerobeth about it. If at some stage these become my lands, yep. I will do so. In the time being, however, it's Vanholder, not really. But that's cool. And this is what is up here atop the top of the mountain. Cool. Um, and when you go in and look around it, there are uh, basically a ruined stone staircase going up. Um, at the top, inside the dome, protected from some of the weather, um, there are is a nest. A big, huge nest with a bunch of big, huge eggs in it. Awesome. And there is no rock. Fantastic, okay. That being the case, this does seem like the sort of thing that we could resolve. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we will go in sneaking, yep. sneaky sneaking, to endeavour to steal a rock egg, and we are looking for Bryn's, county counting on Bryn's survival for an unfertilised rock egg. Okay. I'm happy to make an assist check on that. No, she won't need it. She sort of taps them slightly. All unfertilised. No male here. Look at tracks around. Look at tracks around. Only one rock lives here. Black feathers everywhere. Great. Let's heft this thing out of here. Okay, so each egg yep. is the size of a person. Okay. Um, it weigh and they weigh fifty pounds apiece. Okay. Um, Kalen can just flat out carry that. Yep. Uh, the egg is too big to put in a bag of holding or a handy haversack or anything like that. Yeah. So, you can carry it fine. Yeah. How are you going to get down the mountain with it? That is indeed the question. Have to tie it to you. Put ropes, packs, hunt, make harness. Aye. If you can, ca- if you can carry my stuff... May well put her over the encumbrance. Brim can trivially um, tie together some ropes and things and make a harness for you. Cool. Um, 
can you ca- do you have 50 pounds of excess carrying capacity yes okay then you can carry it sweet with your stuff oh sweet excellent um yes the um let me um let me actually because as soon as you give Bryn 50 pounds she's going to lose a lot of her bunk abilities yeah um so yeah my max weight is 260 pounds yep and I am carrying about 120. Okay. So So I have a mega and that was before I my strength went up. So um my max um my max medium encumbrance weight is actually higher than that now. So what is your strength? Eighteen. Because uh, this is this is actually going to matter because I can firmly believe you can carry it. It's a question of how much armor check penalty it gives you for yeah. all your client rolls and crap. Uh, at eighteen strength, you can carry a hundred pounds before you take any penalty, up to 200 at medium load, which is where you'll be at. Right, okay, I must have that written down wrong. I thought it was 260. Um, In fact, I'm actually quite startled by that. That's your old one, based on your old strength, and that's your max load. Yeah. Your max is now 300. Yeah. My medium load is 200 pounds now, which means I am going to um, exceed my... Um, see, so round 120, round 120, yeah, so I can... Yeah, you've got like 125 pounds of stuff on you, yeah. put 50 on, you're still not at 200, so you yeah. have medium load rather than heavy load, yeah. um, which is giving you a... But of course, that because I'm now medium carrying a medium load, but not armored, that's going to put me at a medium. That was going to put me with the armor, some of the armor check penalty. Yes. yes. Um, which, ironically, is going to give you a minus four penalty, which is the same as your full plate. Yeah. So at this point, you might as well put your full plate back, back on, on again. Yeah. Because it's no longer it's not going to penalize you any worse. Yeah, because I think at this point. The thing is, um, the heavy weight on my back of the armor, yeah. with the heavy weight on the front of the egg, is actually more or less unbalancing me, so yeah. I put the armor on, so at least it's a steady heavy weight. And this thing is awkward, too. Yeah. Now, while you were doing this, do you want any spare eggs, in case you wreck this one on the way down? Um, the thing is, I'm not sure I can carry a spare egg. Yeah, Bryn is happy to carry one. However, in the knowledge that as soon as she starts carrying one, she loses her um, monk bonuses to AC, her extra speed, and a few other bits and pieces. Yeah. No, I think I'm just going to try not to wreck it. The um, my chances of wrecking one go up substantively if I try if I try and carry more than one. Okay. And no, we'll rely on Brennan being the person who isn't strapped to an egg on the way down. And and then. You begin to start to descend the mountain again. Bryn makes a survival check, which she will trivially achieve. Uh, the snow becomes much heavier, and the mountain seems to grumble at Bryn. <sighs> Something wrong here. <sighs> snow comes too fast. Wind is changing too quickly. Not natural. Mountain is watching. Hears us. 
And can you make me a listen check at minus six for the now heavy snow that is coming in? Ooh, Brent might actually fail this one. Oh, well, that's a shame because I got a nine, so I don't think it's going to be me. Uh, how stealthy is it going to get you a block? I'm thinking not very. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Yep. Only the snow would prevent you from seeing this in verse 2. Bryn listens out. Something comes. You hear through the snow, and you see the flicker of black gigantic wings. And now you are going to need to descend this mountain while carrying an egg being chased by a rock. Okay. And I think at that point, that's where we'll leave the session. Yep, sounds good.